Hello and welcome to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. This is Phil speaking. With me as always is Dave. And this week we've got coming off of my shelf, 1999's 200 Cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Starring uh, who's who of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of, of actors and actresses, people we know, faces we love. Yeah. And most notably, of course, uh, certainly coming on the heels of last week, I thought, uh, what better way to kick off the new year than uh, a little Bruce and Ben yeah, <laughs> bringing yeah. us home. That's suiting, yeah. Uh, as we as yeah. we close out the uh, the second season here mm-hmm. on uh, Off the Shelf. I didn't realize that, uh, actually. That's, a, that's an interesting point. I don't know if that was done on purpose or just a happy accident? Well, you know, for the purposes of our audience, we're going to say everything is on purpose and <laughs> methodically planned oh, yeah. weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think if they listened, they'll know that that's how we roll. Yeah. Um, all the time we don't spend fact-checking, we spend plotting these coincidences out. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're doing we something. We save so much time. We're doing something. We're not fact-checking, <laughs> we're, something we're, doing something. Time. we're doing something. We're doing something. Exactly. Uh, all right. So, Dave, here we are. It's uh, yes. it's uh, the new year. Oh, yes, it is. It uh, it feels great. Somewhat uh, the same a little <laughs> bit as the old year, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> happy to be on board. And uh, I, I wonder uh, how your week has been, and uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, what are your thoughts on this movie? Well, Philip. Uh, first of all, it, it, <laughs> it's great to be here. Um, uh, uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm sipping on a very nice uh, hot tea. I know you're a tea guy. Oh yes, you're a tea guy, right? Not much of a tea guy. No, I'm not a tea guy. No, I know you're not a. Coffee I'm, I'm, guy. I'm a tea guy more than I'm a coffee guy. Okay, okay, all right. But I, I don't drink a lot of hot. Hot beverages aren't really my thing. Really, and this time of year, you know, people people want to want to just give you hot teas or hot chocolates and things of that nature. I don't want any of it. I'm really? putting it out there. Anyone sees me on the street. Don't yeah. offer me a hot drink. It's not really my thing. Okay, good to know if I ever see you on the street. A hot apple cider? People would say, oh, here's a guy. He loves yeah. his apples. He loves his cinnamons. He loves his this. He's going to love it. Wow. I don't. Okay. Well, most of the characters in this movie didn't either. They're, uh, they sure enjoyed cigarettes, you know, 200 cigarettes, which a.k.a. is a carton, but doesn't really that, have the same. <laughs> it's, it's maybe not as comforting as a hot tea to bring in the new year, you know, but smoking 200 cigarettes is every character in this movie does. It seems, I think, uh, <laughs> I think they totaled 200, I think for the whole movie, I think pretty close anyway. Yeah. I read that. I read that. We don't do a lot of fact checking, but I do an occasional <laughs> bit important. Of bullshit internet research. And, yeah. uh, and that was one thing that popped up. It's like, as if it was like, again, they put as much effort into, uh, that piece of information than as we did into the, uh, staggering of our releases to include yeah. Ben and Ben and Bruce to end the year. <laughs> now I will mention the opening song is something to do with candy. I like candy. Yeah. I want candy. Yeah. Right. And I got to tell you, Phil, I've been having a lot of cravings lately, like chocolate cravings. I would say oh. for the last few months, constantly. Uh, now I know how Katie Lang feels. <laughs> I was just thinking you've been, have you been, have you been craving constantly? constantly. Uh, it wasn't years later and, uh, until I discovered what she was craving, or I could take a good guess at it. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't candy. It wasn't chocolate. Uh, but yeah, cause it's a good song. But yeah, I have this real chocolate issue. I don't know what it is. So we have Halloween, really. We didn't get a lot of kids. Oh, I'm sure. We had enough candy for 100 kids, <laughs> and we had about 14 kids. So we have all these little miniature Reese, uh, single Reese's pieces, things, little buttercup things. Yeah. Uh, the assorted yeah. chocolates, the Arrow, the Coffee Crisp, the Smarties, 
and luckily my wife's more of a chip person so we had all these extra chips so she she took care of the chips mostly and i took care of the of the chocolates so it did work out that way but we both gained about 10 pounds uh, <laughs> and now we are on diets i just enjoyed a really lovely yeah. fish dinner i made fun of you for having a salad but uh, did 8k today all right let me just sorry just pause the podcast here we're just gonna put that up on the big board yes, over here yes please uh, <laughs> 8k for dave yeah. it was 5k last time if you recall last time yes. i mentioned this. oh yes no i see it here on the chart it's uh, you're on an upward trajectory <laughs> you know 8k it took almost uh, three times as long to do the extra 3k but anyways <laughs> i digress philip uh i had seen this movie before oh interesting uh and realized i had erased it from my memory <laughs> uh appropriately if you can imagine Philip, if you will, being in a small room with 200 cigarettes lit. That's how much this movie stunk. Uh, <laughs> I know you're not a fan of I'm just kidding. I actually I just want, I just want to use that line. Sorry, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I, I just it's, uh, it's a good line. It, it's a good line. It had Cigarette a, smoke is like my one of my yes. least favorite smells. It has like I have a real violent reaction to it. So yes. I can imagine as I'm watching this uh, movie, I was like, oh, my gosh, my stomach's turning a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I will admit I, I had to pause it for a bit. Uh, to go upstairs for uh, like halfway through the movie, just briefly. And I, I started to develop a headache. And when I stopped watching the movie, the headache kind of went away. And when I came back <laughs> down and started watching it again, the headache <laughs> kind of came back. Uh, so I don't know if there's a correlation. Maybe you got asbestos? Uh, uh, asbestos a, there in the walls? It's a 2010 uh, home build. I don't, So I would hope not. I, thought, I think they gave it up by, uh, by then. But uh, who's to say? I don't know. I'm certainly... Who's to say? <laughs> We're not going to check. Yeah. So I didn't, uh, <laughs> I didn't really recall the movie. I recalled some of the characters and some of the actors in it. A couple of the scenes here and there. But I, it's, it's been a while. I, I don't even know how I came across the movie. It must have been on TV when I had cable. So uh, mm-hmm. we're talking probably at least 15 years, probably. Uh, okay. Because I don't think... It wasn't available on any streaming service. And I don't think I recall ever seeking it out on one so uh that's my uh, brief history with said film uh philip you, this is your selection this is your choice this is your baby uh tell us uh, <laughs> out of all the new year's movies well there's not a whole lot to choose from but uh what had you hone in on this one well david thank you for asking <laughs> i have to say there um when it came to this movie and choosing it you know i had a couple as you know obviously on a short list mm-hmm and uh, as, as you know, originally, you know, we talked about it before, but one of the things I thought would be nice about doing this podcast and sort of the structure of it is to shed light on, on some of the lesser known movies uh, on the shelf and, and yep, maybe some true. of the uh, lesser known, uh, lesser remembered movies. <laughs> uh, and so yeah. when I think about New Year's movies, there's the, the you know, we, last year, you know, sort of one of the movies that I, was sort of in that theme anyway, was a Trading Places. It was a very New ah, Year's movie yes. to me. And so when thinking about this year, I was like, okay, well, that's a pretty mainstream, even though it's a little bit uh, older, you know, 40, 40 years old. Uh, it's a pretty mainstream movie nonetheless. And so I thought, well, let's maybe pivot a little bit away from the mainstream of, of, of these New Year's days and go a little bit out of, out of the box, as it were. So that's, that's where they, and, you know, again, my memory of this movie, I saw, I believe I saw it in the theater because in 1999, I was seeing just about everything I could as often as I could in, in the theater. You know, there's movies that year that I saw uh, one movie in particular, we, we'll talk about it uh, soon enough, I guess uh, next year, maybe, but um, I watched one movie 15 times in the theater. That's, um, that's the name of the movie 15 times. No, no, I oh. won't really, I won't reveal it. You know, oh, oh, of for, course for the episode. Yeah. 
but I mean that that's the sort of extent to which I was seeing movies. You know, I saw I saw movies. 15 times I saw other movies four or five six times that's a lot Phil yeah it was really like that time of my life between 97 <laughs> I would say and 99 tell me you work there at least no 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 no, no, no. all full full price buddy all the time <laughs> wow. you know, I'm sure you snuck into a couple uh, come on no 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 wow no, no I did that later 2000 2001 prime sneak into the movies <laughs> you don't pay for anything anymore <laughs> but back then <laughs> once the 2000s hit uh, no but back then I was like no no I gotta support the art I gotta support the cinema I gotta mm-hmm. support uh, the artists, the creative people, uh, yeah. it was a thing. So anyway, so this was a movie, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I do remember seeing it. I cannot remember the, the means by which I did. But I remember seeing it, I remember certain lines of this movie, certain scenes of this movie, really are like burned in my brain. And I remember hitting me pretty hard, uh, emotionally even, uh-huh. uh, in, 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 two, in 2000 or 99. Okay. And so... Let's dig. Those couple of scenes and a couple of moments, I thought, were kind of... Uh, they continued to maybe grow over the last 20 years in my esteem. And I kind of then wrapped up the rest of the movie into those couple of scenes that I remembered being you know, fairly poignant or interesting or whatever. And I think so when watching it this time, I probably haven't seen this movie for at least 15 years. You know, I, I would suggest okay. I you know, bought the DVD and then sat on it, you know, for, for however long. So... But I, I will say that uh, clearly, I would say that I conflated those few scenes to what I thought, you know, a few good scenes into what I thought maybe was a good movie. Ooh. And uh, this this rewatch, yeah. I think, has proved uh, this is not a good movie. <laughs> wow. Oh, you're, it's a big. It's shockingly, actually, it's shocking to me how what I thought was maybe bad about wow. this movie. Okay. Uh, That's, uh, this is I a... was. I was blown away by how little I cared about this movie. Yet, I will say that the couple of scenes that still resonated, or sorry, that resonated back then in 99 to a sort of 20-ish year old me, still have some bite to it. You know, still have some okay. resonance and so relevance like, Those scenes are 20 okay. years later. So you went from those, those are the amazing scenes for a good movie. Now it's like, well, these are the scenes that are these were pretty good scenes for for a bad movie. Yeah, I don't think that I thought ever thought that they were amazing scenes. I just thought they were like relevant scenes or um, poignant scenes or you know uh, ideas ideas presented that that I thought were that had that hit me at, at twenty. As a result, like I said, as those continued to grow, I was like, God, that was a good scene or that was an interesting idea or whatever kind of brought forward in the movie. It all got kind of bundled in together to this. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a pretty fun movie. Everyone gets. To, I remember, like everyone gets together for the New Year's party, and you know, I kind of have these flashes of, oh yeah, yeah, that scene, that's you know, kind of piecing it together. But the the good scenes, or at least the ones that I kind of gravitated towards, I think still held up. But the rest of the movie that I that were propped up for the last maybe fifteen years, propped up by those scenes as being like that's a pretty good movie. I remember some fun things there. Yeah. Uh, it turned out that that was all a mirage. Yeah. <laughs> that the, the movie isn't propped up enough by those scenes. There's a lot of colorful characters and a lot of, like you said at the beginning, a lot of people you'll recognize and know, yes, there's a couple of people from Seinfeld. I'll point them out. Of Don't course. you worry about that. <laughs> um, That's the other chart I have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there is a little bit of clever dialogue and that, that sort of ma- masks the fact that this isn't really that great of a movie with so many familiar faces who... For, you know they tried i mean i feel like they didn't have a, a great it wasn't terribly well written for them to it was like almost it's like there were some scenes where i felt i think the scenes that you probably liked uh were just 
a mark off, a mark or two off from being really good because it just didn't quite have the right dialogue or something was missing. You know, I'm not exactly sure, but I did see potential with this movie. It just didn't really yeah. get over the finish line for me, unfortunately, in most cases. Now, again, there, there are some scenes, don't get me wrong here, that I did enjoy. It wasn't a terrible experience by any stretch of the imagination. But put it all together, and it's like, well, this is not that great. But it, there are some. Yeah, some I notables. thought you know it's a fairly tight like one forty, yeah, right? So I thought that thank helped God. it. Yes. Yeah, I, honestly, I thought that that helped it. I think you know we talked about it a couple of weeks back. You know, Mortal Engines was a two hours and seven minutes that honestly felt like it was three hours and twenty five minutes. And it should have been according to you. And then they cut out an hour that you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. They, they just I thought there was like so much opportunity, despite the fact that I thought the movie at, at times was pretty interminable. And then I, you know, I foolishly made the, uh, you know, the mistake, of course, of watching the extended version of American Gangster, yeah, which was two thirty, and it felt like three hours. So, yep. um, <laughs> having a nice, little, like I said, a fairly tight one forty, I didn't feel like this movie dragged too much. I didn't think that it was no, no. I just think like kind of what it was, what it was putting out wasn't always very interesting. But I'm with you because I like movies like this. Like I yes. like the idea of yeah. big ensemble cast, mm-hmm. kind of uh, separate life's you know to some extent yeah all kind of culminating into one moment you know there's movies like magnolia or grand canyon or uh, those are two, the first two that kind of pop off my brain but uh shortcuts is another one uh, uh, an ultimate movie that that you know that, that they put together these movies and they're often at least the the good ones you know somewhat complex and some characters are kind of interconnected and you know you watch it kind of culminate into a, a big event like i like that idea and i thought that again my memories of this movie was that they did that better you know that 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 that, that, that they put that together in a more interesting fashion i think that it, it doesn't deliver all the things that it maybe could but i'm still like willing to give it at least at the beginning like it's it's due because i'm like oh yeah yeah i'm kind of remembering like oh yeah, yeah jack is mentioned and like they're crisscrossing each other's scenes and characters interconnect and you've got you know dave Chappelle as being this sort of greek chorus throughout the movie in the cab and yeah so I kind of like how it's how it's setting up you know the movie the music we can spend just a, a quick minute just on the music in general but I think that also goes a long way because I think the soundtrack is excellent. You alluded to I Want Candy. Um, great tune. It's a great, it's a great tune to kind of kick off. But you've Candy also got great sense. songs by the Go-Go's. You've got great songs by Blondie. You've got obviously some amazing Elvis Costello uh, uh, songs. Yeah. You know, First time I ever heard uh, What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding at the end. And again, even though the movie doesn't really excite me, that song at that time of the movie as everyone's kind of culminating into the movie or the end of the movie, the party... I'm like, God, I remember that. I just love that. I love that song so much that it became, again, like a, a, a great calling card, as it were, to my memory of the movie because it's, it's interconnected with that song. Watching it with maybe a, a little, again, clearer head, I was like, yeah, it still doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I, I am impressed by the soundtrack. It does go a long way to kind of bolster uh, uh, what this movie kind of ultimately yeah. is. It's a, it's a movie that you would buy the soundtrack CD from Columbia House. 100%. Yes. Not anymore. Absolutely. I don't think it no, exists. no, no. But if I could, I that would. would be one of your free ones. There's a few. I I remember having the, the Twister CD because it's there's music. There's actual. There's Van Halen. There's yeah, yeah the Goo Goo Dolls. Van Halen. Goo-goo, yeah, exactly. There you go. So uh, long way down. Love the Googs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's no argument. It's a solid uh, solid soundtrack. Uh, Elvis Costello was even in the movie briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know why. But he was. Oh, come on, he's great. 
Uh, I have a quick question before we get too deep into the movie at all or anything like that. Now, do you have, you know, we talked about uh, a couple weeks back here on uh, A Christmas Story. Yeah. We talked all about sort of family histories of Christmas and waking up on Christmas morning and fond memories and so forth. So I thought I'd maybe take the opportunity and, and ask some of the same questions around New Year's. Now, do you have any, whether it's New Year's Day or sort of New Year's Eve things or like parties or do you have any sort of fond memories of that? ending the year stuff, you know, whether as a family or as later in your teen and adult years with friends, girls, whatever else, you know, how, uh, what are your thoughts or memories around that? And did, and did, and did this movie evoke any of that to you or for you? Uh, no. Um, now being a retired alcoholic, uh, mm -hmm. which means you would think I had gone out and had a good time. Either a, I don't remember, which is possible. <laughs> Yeah, but I this is sort of sad to say, Phil. I mean, I don't feel sad. It's not sad to me, uh, sure. especially in, in the more recent years. I've never been a New Year's Eve guy. Now, I don't like crowds. I'm not a crowd guy. Okay. I'll admit to that right now. We, I was going to take the wife out to a movie the other day. Just you know, uh, it's her birthday. The Fablemans. And, well, I considered that one, uh, but it was her birthday, and we're gonna. She wanted to see Avatar. She was a big uh, fan of the oh, first yeah. one, but it was opening night, and I'm like, uh, well, first of all, there wasn't really any good seats left. If she wanted to watch it in 3D, and like it's three hours exactly. long, so I didn't really, I didn't even think it was gonna be like a, I didn't think she'd want to because of the, the length of the movie. Uh, yeah. But I'm like, that's oh, opening night. It's just it's gonna be packed, and uh, I just and she was fine. She's like, oh, we can watch that anytime. It's no big deal. We'll watch it when we get back from our trip. Uh, so I don't like crowds. So it's one of the the main things. Uh, I didn't I didn't need a reason to drink for obvious reasons. So it didn't have to be, <laughs> yeah. you know, December thirty first. Uh, and in the last, I want to say probably five to seven years, I have chosen either I may have spent the, a quiet night with who, you know girlfriend I, whoever I would be with at the time or by myself. Sure. I remember many New Year's Eve evenings by myself but not the sad by myself i make this joke about i do laundry new year's eve i clean my apartment new year's eve i do all these things so when i wake up new year's day i'm starting with all these clean clothes a clean apartment i feel great phil this is a yeah, great yeah. way to do like a last here. minute tweak yeah oh well yeah i mean <laughs> again just like the drinking i don't need an excuse to do a tweak either uh <laughs> <laughs> but everyone who has these and why does everybody go for breakfast the next day what are you doing doing to yourself sleep it off oh yeah it's a I weird thing everyone loves to go for breakfast the next day for a hangover it's like you want the pain the punishment but i, I certainly didn't miss the, the hangover it's the last few years and i felt great and everybody else was uh, you know uh so and i was fine with that i was completely okay with the with that situation. So uh, let me throw it back to you. I know you're a wild man. <laughs> uh, like booze hound. Yeah. I'm uh, like Kim Mitchell. I am a wild party. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we, all love, we all love Kim. So did you? Did you? I don't recall. I know I know. we haven't, I don't think, uh, spent New Year's Eve nope. together ever. Well, we did. You were very drunk. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, it's, it's we did not. <laughs> 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 No, you know, that's the thing. I, I was trying to put myself into that space because I knew I, I wanted to ask you the question. And I was trying to hope that I had an answer for it. And honestly, 
you know, for most of my sort of childhood, you know, as I alluded to at Christmas time, we'd go to Florida and that kind of included Christmas and or New Year's as mm -hmm. well. And so I remember bringing in 99 to 2000. I did that at a theme park at Universal Studios in Florida. Y2K. Uh, cool. And that was pretty awesome. Pretty cool. Pretty fun. That's a fond memory I have. Good. Probably the, the first one. And I don't really have another one, and I want to say until maybe 2000, maybe four or five. Okay, well, you got something. Uh, possibly, uh, maybe three, four, like into you know 2003 into 2004. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, <laughs> I remember I was dating a girl. We kind of broken up, but I was still pretty hung up on her. Maybe she'll come and back. going to a, a New Year's party that she, you know, her friends of hers were kind of hosting. So I remember going to that, and I remember at the beginning pining a little bit. I was like, "Oh, I, I hope I can kind of go home with her." Um, Ooh, the pine. And came 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 to realize fairly quickly that that was not going to happen, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, kind of had to pivot, <laughs> pivot my attentions <laughs> to uh, uh, a couple you know different people, and, and and again heavily drinking at the time myself. Now, I knock wood, you know, never went through some of the, the strains that you did, but I, I went through a, a fairly brief but, but significant period of my time yeah. where I was spending uh, a, a lot of time and money drinking. Um, and uh, so this one, Chris, you know, this one New Year's party, I remember kind of being a bit debaucherous. I remember like hearing some, it was like we were all kind of crashing in this lofty apartment thing or an upstairs or downstairs and there would yeah. be like kind of sounds coming from different rooms and I was on the floor and, I, you know, you kind of make out with somebody, you know, whatever else. So like that, I remember like being like the one New Year's party that I was invited to, frankly, <laughs> that I recall, you know, kind of being invited to, going and kind of having a pretty great time. Okay, that's something. Uh, but uh, nothing before or after. And then to, the, to your point, even that night, or I should say the following morning, I was scheduled to work at the video store. Oh, so yeah. I went without any sleep, really. Open on New Year's well, Day? Probably... That was I'd stay. I went to the party on New Year's Eve, and we were open on New Year's Day. Yeah, wow. we didn't close for any of the holidays back then. Oh yeah, yeah. that was a later uh, cost-cutting measure. But uh, <laughs> for the first from eight years, oh, I worked I there. Maybe, it. yeah, I believe it. Maybe more. Yeah. Uh, we were open all the days, and so and it was a chance for me to make some extra money, right? So I was always picking up those oh, yeah. Christmas Day and New Year's Day. And frankly, as I said, because I don't a never really went out on New Year's Day, it wasn't like an issue, right? It was just like this opportunity kind of came. Anyway, it was a great time. I, I have fond memories. It was a, it was a lot of laughs, and but as a result, I didn't sleep, and I was still pretty probably. I was definitely hung over, if not a little drunk mm, still, yeah. uh, when that door opened uh, at nine a.m. <laughs> Were you a key holder? Uh, Were you a key holder? I was absolutely. Okay. I was managing at the time. I think Ooh, uh, you're no, no, I was not you. managing just yet. <laughs> but I was definitely like a supervisor, you know. Uh, yeah. Anyway. But luckily, you know, in that neighborhood in Kitsilano where I was working at the time, you know, everybody was always, everybody was pretty drunk and wasted that morning as well. So it was like a real understanding when they came in that like nobody wanted to, <laughs> nobody wanted to deal with anybody, you know, it was just mm -hmm. like, hey, here's the movie, see you later, bye. So it was actually a pretty, pretty decent Return uh, it, don't so, return it, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, whatever, whatever you need. Rewind. So for me, it was like a really, it's a, it's a fond memory, but it's, all, it's honestly the only one that I have for New Year's. I was okay. like racking my brain about like a really, and you know, when I say not fond memories, I just mean like the other ones were like you, like I stay at home, sometimes with the family, uh, sometimes alone. It was never like a big thing ever again, 
You know, yeah. it was never like, oh, yeah, let's do a thing or let's go out to do a thing. It was always very, very quiet after that. So okay. uh, watching this movie and kind of like, all kind of culminating into this. I like the kind of idea that they don't really tell you about the party except in sort of some photos here and there or whatever. Uh, some some sequences, some scenes during the credits or whatever. But it brought back the fact that, <laughs> well, Christmas Story, like, was I was awash with Christmas memories of, of beautiful yeah. moments shared with friends and family mm-hmm. over the over the multitudes of, of years, this was like, oh yeah, two memories, and okay, <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> you know, it meant nothing really in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, that, again, that goes to, to tell you maybe part of why, I mean, I think this movie is a bit of a mess, and we can certainly talk about why, but I definitely think that one of the challenges is I don't have a particular warm feeling around New Year's as, a, as an entity, like as mm-hmm. a thing. So while I can watch a Christmas story and get all rhapsodic around the music and the snow yeah. and the, the sense of wonder the and like all of the other yeah, stuff, yeah, the sure. feelings, yeah. all of that is sort of absorbed by the, the under the Christmas umbrella, as it were. Whereas there's nothing underneath the New Year's umbrella that, to give me that same sense of joy and wonder and awe and, and fun. So it just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a thing people do, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> and that's right. kind of how it felt. You have a Christmas umbrella? Is that a thing? I, I don't think I do, but I, it's should. on my Christmas. Sounds list. like you should. <laughs> I live under the Christmas umbrella my whole year. You know, it just blocks out everything else and <laughs> keeps the Christmas inside where I need it. Whatever works. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bottle of Jack Daniels. It's just a Christmas uh, <laughs> dose that I can pop myself a pill every once in a while. Okay, so uh, you you want to get into this uh, this uh, what do you call it film? <laughs> yeah, what are the kids calling this? You know, is is it is Avenue A B C and D is that a real thing? Or yeah, that... it's in New York. Okay, I thought I don't I thought I don't know if that thought that was a joke or that's interesting. No, okay. no, there uh, there's a lot of things this movie wants to maybe say as a joke, but um, it's all true. It's not really. <laughs> what I what I thought was you know I I I have to be honest with you. Please, I please. don't have. I don't have a ton of notes because I, I kind of thought one of the things we can maybe discuss is maybe kind of how the we'll first maybe touch on the director just just ah uh, which was because I, I think you know we want to give credit where it's due wasn't this directed by Marlboro or Camel who directed this <laughs> that, sorry that's uh, Joe Joe sorry. Camel took care of it it was it was directed by a Canadian. Oh, oh! A little God. shout out oh. uh, uh, to a, a, a French Canadian <laughs> named uh, Risa Bramont Garcia. That, that explains the cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> French Canadians love the cigarettes. It's uh, true. That's true. That's a thing. Uh, and going to uh, uh, Cuba. So, <laughs> having worked at the airline for so long, there's a lot that go to Cuba. Okay, so, um, <laughs> he's only directed two movies, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. Is this the last one or the first one? This is the first one. Okay. Right. And he directed another one called The Con Artist, which uh, doesn't appear to have gotten any like big release or anything like that. It looks like. How do you get all these stars? I guess, he, I guess these were, weren't stars at the time. Clearly, Ben Affleck didn't look like a star. His brother was. Well, in it. it's post. He's an Academy Award winning black. Uh, this is after uh, Goodwill? At this point, he's after right. Goodwill Hunting. Okay. This is uh, Casey Affleck was obviously in that as well. Ricci, not an Oscar winner, but, but definitely um, at the time, definitely known. She's been a child star for years and years. You know, she was in Buffalo '66 a year before this, which I just adored. Okay. And then uh, I never thought it could be like uh, the opposite of Sex in '98. Uh, She's yeah. in uh, 
Pecker, I think, in 99, 2000, something like that. So Becker? Definitely. A, 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 and Becker. obviously the Adams Family as a kid. So she was definitely known. Gabby Hoffman, she was in, that's her friend. Uncle she Buck. She was in uh, Uncle Buck, I believe. I recognize no. her. I'm like, was I know in? this person. I know was this face. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's the kid. She's a... Uh, Macaulay's uh, the young kid. Yeah, Macaulay's sister. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I yes, just recognize that. And face. she's in uh, now and then with Christina Ricci in that sort of. Uh, there's a, oh, there's a couple now and thens. Isn't there a Tom Cruise Nicole Kidman now and then? No, there is. No, that's far and away. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's in a movie called Night and Day with uh, oh, Cameron Diaz. Yeah, terrible. No, don't watch that. Yeah, not on my shelf. Not on my shelf. Don't uh, worry. But. Uh, the one you're thinking of, Far and Away, is a Ron Howard movie. Okay, he, uh, but there's two the Fars and Away then, I think. Then I, I felt like there's two with the same title. <laughs> Quite possible. Okay. But uh, this one, uh, Now and Then, is with uh, Christina Ricci, and her older counterpart is uh, Rosie O'Donnell and Melanie oh. Griffith. And there's this oh, like, uh, old yes, Demi yes. Moore, like uh, yes. young girls young, into yeah. middle-aged yeah. women and so forth. Yeah, classic. Anyway, so she's the thing. She was in also a, a, a movie I really like, uh, Mermaid. So... Again, a great cast. Everybody in it. Like again, Jay Moore maybe wasn't a huge star at the time. Kate Hudson had already, you know, was just about to just do about almost to be. famous. Same as Paul Rudd. She did. Uh, uh, Rudd was pretty big in '95. He was in Clueless and uh, Halloween Six, of course. Yeah, I never thought um, I could not like Paul Rudd. I never th- until I watched yeah, this movie. He's really annoying in this. He's movie. obnoxious and annoying. A lot of them are, but he. That's the. I think that's the big problem. And obviously, we can kind of get into some of the specifics. But th- th- I think the problem is almost everybody in this movie is obnoxious, loud and obnoxious. And I can't think of a character that I really like. I think the closest I come to liking one of these characters is Dave Chappelle because he's chill. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he's not. Done. Yeah, <laughs> and he just has some words of wisdom. Uh, <laughs> and I can't. Th- Think. There's some I uh, didn't mind as much as others, but sure. I'm thinking from a movie building for, formulaic perspective, who's your who's your hero? Who's your likable character? Who are you rooting for? And I'm like, I'm not rooting for any of these people, really. Yeah, I don't even have to be. I don't even have to be rooting. You know, we've talked about this in a couple of different episodes. You know, it doesn't have, have to be likable. Doesn't always have to be. Uh, has to make up for it for in other way. But I want to. I still have to care something, right? Yeah. I have to care if you win or you lose. I don't care which one, but yeah. I have to care. They all why won. I'm. Yeah. You know, give me a reason why I'm watching you do yeah. anything. They're right? all unlikable. I don't like any of them, and they all won in the end. <laughs> that's. I think that's what my problem is, amongst. Yeah, it is a bit like that. Hey? Even though they didn't win what they kind of thought they were going to, or whatever else, yeah. and I think the movie is trying to kind of play with. You know, we talked about uh, Risa Garcia there. What's also interesting, I think, is the writer, the only, the sole credited writer is uh, Shayna Larson. This is the only writing credit that they have. Yeah. And I think that that is also telling. <laughs> is that, you know, yeah. that, that even that this movie, I don't think necessarily that the writing is miserable, like is terrible, but it doesn't help your cause. Yeah. That the writing, the movie is a bit of a mess. The performances as a result of that mess aren't really this movie needs to be well written for it to work because there's not likable characters because of a lot of other factors this needs to be well written for it to be successful or 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 really shot really well you You know you have to kind of mask these things right (laughs) you have to mask exactly like the the movie fails because i think the writing isn't sharp enough to kind of carry the weight you know the movies that i just talked about earlier with regards to these sort of 
the movies that are disparate characters interwoven amongst themselves, culminating in a final kind of thing. All the movies I mentioned earlier were much, much, much better written and much, much, much better directed. And so when it comes to this movie, it's like, okay, well, you've got a cast, a capable cast, but they're given no material to really dive into or have us, like you say, care. And it's not shot particularly interesting. It's not directed to the staging, the blocking, the setups, the, you know, none of it really Mm -hmm. makes anything kind of pop. So as a result, you get a very, in my view, anyway, a pretty flat movie that doesn't really get a chance to kind of get off its, its, its its um, feet. Yeah. Off the, uh, what do you call that? The airport off of the, uh, the plane off of the feet. The tarmac. Yeah. It's tarmac. The runway. Off the runway. Yeah. 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 Bigger do you know. Uh, you know, it's funny, yeah. Ben Affleck coming from award-winning performance to this. Like, this, he's nothing. Well, he was, re- he was awarded the Oscar for writing. Oh, okay. Not, yeah, okay. So, I mean, he's, he's never he, been, never he been awarded a, for an But he, performance. his performance was, like, we're talking about Good Will Hunting. I get the idea yes. that his performance was, A, it had to be there for this movie to work, for Good Will Hunting to work. So he was yeah. integral to that movie with his performance. For sure. And this, I felt like, well, what are you doing in here? Is, is he, he just seems to be floating movie? around. He's, I feel like he's just supposed to be selling the movie. He's like a Bruce Well, Wilson I think it today. definitely helps. <laughs> you know? It helps this movie go starring you know, Academy Award winning Ben Affleck. Yeah, you know, he's like, first like in, he's... in the, if you look up the movie, he's first in the build cast. And I thought, well. Well, some of that might be uh, alphabetical too. He has the benefit of the A name Oh, as you well. know what? Shit, I think you might be right. Because then I think Casey Affleck comes right after. Him. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think Casey was at that point uh, in his career. Dave Chappelle. Uh, that explains uh, Guamero Diaz with the D. Okay, yeah, you're yeah, you're you're all right. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, okay. <laughs> I never knew they did that. Yeah, it all checks out. Yeah, checks out. Good to know. Lesson. Well, sometimes things. when you're dealing with a cast like that, and a lot of that stuff sadly comes down to like contractual things and like actors who want top billing and whatever else. But some of the ways in which they look at a cast of fifteen or twenty people is to uh, kind of offset any of those things and just say, well, we'll just uh, credit alphabetically. Well, they don't okay. to avoid any of the of the of the uh, yeah. They don't always confusion or kind of the bickering, as it were. You well, know? If you look at Pulp Fiction, if you who who you th- who do you think got the the top build cast? Well, I suspect Bruce Willis. No, surprisingly not. It was John Travolta, but oh yeah, sure. That's the Samuel other one. Jackson, sure. obviously with the J, comes before the T. Um, yeah. So, anyways, it's uh, certainly not a consistent formula. Uh, no, no, no. Again, it comes down. It's a lot of that stuff comes down to contractual stuff. But often in big, big casts like this, you'll see it kind of go alphabetical just in a way to to do it. But I think that's the problem with this movie, particularly the use of Affleck. I think he's fantastic because he just makes me chuckle and laugh, and you know he's so silly. I don't want to see him dance again. Floating. I don't want to see him ever dance. He's again. so bad. <laughs> he's such a goofball. Like this whole movie, <laughs> he's so goofy. There's that scene where he's walking. Where they're trying to hit on him a little bit, according to Love's character, is hitting on him at the bar, and he walks past, and he's got his the bottle, and he just flips it as he's walking across the scene, and it drops, and you hear a, a, a crash, and you're just like, this guy's like an idiot, he just is dumb, and he's got this yeah. vacant sort of schmooze thing, and his hair is so wacky Weird. and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. Anyway, so I I liked him even then. I liked it in 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 '99 when I saw it, and and uh, continued to. Again, but he doesn't have any real point, right? Like, none of these characters have... He doesn't have an arc. He's got nothing to really say. He's got nothing to really do in the movie. He's just there, like everybody is in the movie. He just happens to be in the movie. But I like when he's on the screen because, of course, uh, 
I have a soft spot you for, do. for, for Ben Affleck. Yeah. So, you know, again, I'm willing to forgive it. Yeah. But he doesn't have, objectively, he doesn't have anything to do there. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. He, I don't know. And, I don't have the same love. I like Ben. Don't get me wrong. He was an Armageddon, too. Don't get me wrong. But he just felt out of place there. He's like he was trying to be goofy. And I don't know. Yes. It's just but it's fine. Yeah, definitely trying to be goofy. It didn't hurt. But this, this movie had other issues. It wasn't Ben. It was not Ben. Um, yeah, again, I think it just comes down to, like, a, a, at least with that character, they don't really have anything to do with him. And there's so many other characters that don't really have a lot to do. Like, I think about, you know, maybe just go through, as I said, some of the, the couplings or, or yeah, what that's have a good you. Idea. Like, I think, about, yeah. I think about, like, Angela Featherstone and, and her friend, the two girls that are, like, kind of looking for... Like, I thought that was a pretty funny concept, that they were sort of two women on the prowl, let's say, bouncing sort of from, from guy to guy, and they have their own, like, they at, at some point, they're kind of making their own, like, truce, almost. Yeah, like, you know what, pack. let's not let a guy, you know. Yeah. But they're consistently, like, winking and, like, licking their lips and, like, making all of these gestures to different dudes so that they can kind of make a... You can say like, it, Phil. You know. Well, they're just trying to kind of obviously hook up, right? Like, the, and, and, and watching those two kind of play their own angles against one another and with one another and that that... Again, conceptually, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Even at times, it's kind of humorous, but doesn't mean I want to watch a two-hour movie about it or with it. Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't do a lot to elevate the movie. True. But I thought that both performances were, like, entertaining enough. And again, I like when they're working with Affleck and they're sort of disgusted by the fact that he's just, he's a cute guy. They They want to get him and so forth. And as soon as they find out he's kind of a yuppie, they're just like, I'm out. I don't want to be a part of this. And he's kind of just dope, dope doofusly <laughs> walking around like a, like a fool uh, throughout the movie. It's, again, it's something I like, but, again, it just doesn't have any real weight to it. I don't, it doesn't feel like anything. They, do, you, do you like your eggs scrambled or fertilized? That's a great line. Oh, that's a great line. I'm sure it works. Uh, but the, <laughs> I, would, I would say that couple will probably, uh, in my higher ranking of mm-hmm. enjoyable scenes... I do really like Angela Featherstone. Yes, she was in Seinfeld's great episode. She played Jerry's maid, uh, oh, okay. sleeping with the maid, and it was a whole thing. And she was paying for her services, <laughs> but he sort of realized <laughs> what he was, what was he paying for, uh, the sure. sex or the yeah. cleaning. Uh, and she was also in Wedding Singer. And I, I, yes, yes, she plays the girlfriend. And I just I like her. I, I just she's got a, she's cute. She's got a uh, like attitude. I just I think she's a good actress and. Uh, she's uh, yeah, me too. And I, I like her. She's in a, a movie that I really like as well uh, from '98 that may come off the shelf this season or uh, next season, I suppose. Is uh, uh, fifteen zero times? Effect. What is it called, sir? <laughs> zero effect. Zero effect. Okay. Yeah, it's not. A, uh, it's not much of an effect, but okay. Uh, anyway, it, she's great in that. I mean, just as a sort of a token girlfriend role. So I like her too. I like that relationship. Again, the problem is sort of maybe structurally because I think if you break down a couple of those scenes. They're kind of funny. I like when they're in the cab with with Chappelle, and Chappelle's got this whole, like you said, this whole smooth vibe. Like he's just yeah. like he's, he changes his voice a little bit. He's hey ladies, how you doing? He's doing his <laughs> thing. He's trying to like be like kind of stoner hippie dude while driving all of these people in and around the city. He's like the only cab driver working for these guys, <laughs> yeah, which I kind of like I, again. These, I wasn't going to bring it up. Line. Wasn't going to bring it up. But. No, because I think that there's sort of a, maybe a bit of like this sort of hyper realist. Like, it's not meant to be fully realistic, right? Like, this guy is like a, it's yeah. like a Greek Greek chorus in the course of a movie. You know, it's sort of there just to comment on and react to 
the characters that we're watching. And if you have a different cab driver every time, that it's like it's going to yeah. be like this is to sort of streamline the narrative. And I actually don't mind it. I thought he was really kind of again fairly fairly funny, but also kind of again some of the things he says is kind of funny and witticisms and he's trying to like. He's just like wants everyone to level out their high and like keep it chill, baby. It's all cool. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of I kind of find that a little bit funny, but it also ran a little dry. Like I was like, okay, I get it. You know, I don't need to see this every that that yeah. stick yeah. didn't didn't carry a lot of weight. I liked his absolutely smoking role where he didn't let Paul Rudd smoke, but he was okay with yes. Garofalo's character smoking. And you know, do these do they not train these actors to to smoke? She does not know how to smoke, Janine. Garofalo, she did. Uh, was she not supposed to I know don't how know. to smoke? She did not smoke crack. I'm not I a person smoked for that knows years. the right or wrongs. I know. You know. And she did not. A, she did not smoke correctly. Uh, secondly, and we'll talk about Courtney Love uh, in this movie. And she, I feel like she's a woman that has smoked uh, <laughs> yeah, a thousand thick. cigarettes. So I don't know if. Uh, yeah. But she, if she didn't do it right, I think it's by it's on purpose because that yeah. chick knows how to smoke. But she I'm was sure. fine. What I didn't like with that was she was her head was on the table, and she's like, "I can't believe how drunk I am." And then mm. five minutes later, she's completely sober and acting like a completely sober individual walking outside with Rudd. I thought, "Well, what? What are you doing? You can't you can't play drunk. Like you're not even that. You're stone cold sober with your, with the way you're speaking and everything." You're not even tipsy. And I thought that was sort of silly. He, he, there's no, there was no point in saying indicating that you were drunk if you're not going to play drunk. Come on. Yeah, I thought I always kind of interpreted that as her trying to get Like, I think that was around the time, wasn't it, that she was trying to kind of hook up with Rudd and, like, was sort of playing with him, messing with his mind a little bit. So my thought was that she was playing drunk to say... Uh, oh, maybe. Like, yeah. Like, let's, you know, like, I, not, like, take advantage of me, but, like, I'm really loose right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really free. And let's yeah. go to the bathroom and fuck, as, she, as they kind of say over and over again. And I thought yeah. that, that I may be missing up the timeline, but I you thought are. that that you was are. like how, how she was uh, kind of positioning herself, let's say. Yeah, that, that, was, so that was early on let's because go. it was early in there. It was, this was pretty early on. Okay. This is like okay. the first scene in the bar. So, but, mm. uh, but let's talk about them, uh, if you want, briefly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> we'll keep it brief. <laughs> I'm not a big Courtney Love fan, maybe because, you know, the whole Nirvana thing. I don't know. I don't have any facts. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, You could just leave it at the whole Nirvana thing and yeah. let the audience interpret. Yeah, like, oh, this guy interpret. knows. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. guy knows what's up. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. And, again, and this is the couple that's always yelling at each other. I think this is where my migraine was starting to develop. Uh, I usually love Paul Rudd. I just actually watched a movie called This Is 40 with Paul Rudd. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, which was, it was, wasn't was incredibly funny, but it was really, <laughs> unfortunately, relatable for the most part, other than the yeah, kid, I think that's, kid's uh, part. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's what that movie's going for. Less about the funny and more about the, yeah, about the feelies. The feelies. Say. <laughs> Everyone's saying that. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I, I wasn't, a, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of their story two unlikable characters they gave, they gave me nothing to and i didn't really feel the chemistry between them either but maybe that's a me thing i don't know maybe it's because sure. maybe it's because of the whole you know courtney love don't like her nirvana <laughs> the whole nirvana thing <laughs> <laughs> but I, I but i couldn't really 
get any really enjoyment. I can't think of any of, of their scenes that I say, well, that's a good scene. I like that scene. I, I didn't like almost any of it. I can't think it. Now, maybe, Phil, do you have something, if you could pick your best scene with those two and maybe kind of swing me a bit or remind me that there was some some good please no okay that's the problem that's the problem that's the problem that right there they don't have any scenes that really like they, they resonate with me i didn't pick up that but she wanted him or he wants her i didn't i didn't get any of that well i think i think i have to disagree with you in okay. that i oh and i don't even really disagree other than i like courtney love i thought she was oh. i thought she was excellent in I mean, not like, you know, I don't know much of her. You don't know about uh, the Nirvana I was never a Nirvana fan. So <laughs> Clearly. Uh, Nirvana was never really a thing You're for me. You're a whole me. fan. Were you? Uh, I did enjoy some Veruca Salt. And I, uh, uh, no, uh, yeah, and some Hole. I think that uh, she was in both of those bands, I, okay. I think. Um, garbage. But, um, no, she was not garbage. Okay. But I think w- I liked her a lot in uh, The People versus Larry Flint. And I liked her a lot in... Man in the Moon, and those were the two movies. Oh, yeah. prior, uh, Man in the Moon may have been ninety nine. Jim, remember? Now. Yeah, I forgot she was. Yeah. In the- so and and I think that uh, People versus Larry Flint was before this. So anyway, so she made a couple of movies where I really liked her a lot, and I actually like her in this. I don't think that there's anything wrong with her in this. I think she is. You know, I think you know the, the, some of the revelations in this movie and and some of the the principles of these kinds of movies is about like as you said everyone wins in the end right so i think that the movie is designed in a way there's trying to tell the stories of these characters that go through something and then come out of it on the other side i don't know that i really buy into too much of what like her revelation of like i want to quit this or i want to quit that uh i don't know that that's fully earned but i actually like the scenes with her and, and rudd i just think that rudd's performance is so grotesquely over the top mm-hmm. and kind of goofy and silly which is funny because you know last year we talked about surviving christmas coincidentally starring ben affleck and that role is so goofy and over the top but i feel like it's better placed in that movie than rudd's character in this movie it's very like kind of yeah. jerky big exaggerated movements he's kicking things and it seems like it's a really broad comedic performance mm-hmm. and the movie isn't that broad a comedy and the scenes he he has with Courtney Love aren't that broadly com- comic yeah so it feels like an oil and water kind of situation but i like often i like at least the concepts of what they're talking about they're talking about friends that may or may not have had one, you know, thing for another over the years or have the kind of comfort that it's like, you fuck everybody. Why aren't we having sex? Or like you. It's a valid question. You know, well, I think, you know, I think, you know, it's not it's not impossible to think that people have that type of friendships with people. You know, I think uh, at times there's been some of those feelings where. You've been kind of friend zone, but you've kind of maybe made out a couple of times. You know, if if, the, if you have a couple of drinks and you're at the thing and you're the only two at the party, like maybe you'll fool around a little bit because you know you can trust. You know, whatever the case may be, and I, I've been, you know, situations like that have been around me, um, and so that's that kind of relationship. And I thought that that actually comes across fairly well, and I like the we keep you know kind of going down this path. You know, you're with somebody and then you get broken up and it's always like, you know, you're dreary and she yeah. just wants to party like she wants to have a good time and you're always kind of bringing me down. Like, so I, I like the elements. I don't think any of it is really well resolved. It's all things that I'm bringing to this movie 
because the movie isn't smart enough, or I don't think, or is really delivering the the weight of what that stuff means. But maybe I'm bringing some personal history or some ideas or ideologies coming into it, where two people that kind of have made out every once in a while or have some sort of relationship or physical attraction to one another or what have you. I didn't get where you got like that they were sort of no chemistry between the two. I didn't feel that generally. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really like either of them necessarily, but I, I didn't get the feeling like these two were not uh, at least kind of moderately into one another. Um, moderately so I kind of liked... <laughs> So I kind of liked the relationship. I didn't mind that that they sort of had that push pull stuff. And she's, you know, it's it's New Year's. Like loosen up. You just broke up. Like come on. Like I want you know I I like friends, even without any of the sexual elements. I like friends that are saying like come out, come out of your shell, come out of your night. You know, you talked about how you would spend years and you know alone on New Year's, whether you wanted to or not is sort of secondary. I just mean if you had the type of friends that are like come on man, like you know we're gonna go out. It doesn't have to be crazy, but we're just gonna go out. We're gonna get out of your head. Get out of your life get out of your apartment stop tweaking we're you can do it tomorrow mm-hmm. um those are kind of people that i like in my life you know because on my own i would spend many 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 hours and many days alone in my apartment uh wishing on some level i could wish i could go out or you know what have you so and i've had some pretty good girlfriends in my life like friends of mine that were girls that occasionally we make out or not you know back in the day but like uh it never really crossed the, the line uh so much and so i like that element i like the relationship but i think the movie itself does a disservice because they never really give themselves anything to really chew on they got a couple of shitty scenes with with each other Mm -hmm. but none of them stick out as i said like at the beginning none of them are like oh that's a good scene where they do this it's just kind of like a great a constant a conversation throughout that i kind of connect to but has no real bearing on anything else that reminds me i used to go to and you you've met patrick and mike uh, of course, they used to live. Pat and Derek, are, you met Derek, I think, too, at the, our football. Yep. Yeah, the whole gang. Uh, they had a place, Derek and Pat, and I think I would at least once they would host a New Year's, a small New Year's Eve party, very small, yeah, very, very intimate. Okay, um, and I believe I went one year, maybe two, and I remember, and I had, a, I'm sure, I had a good time. I didn't go one year. The last year I didn't go. I, th- mm-hmm. I think maybe I just didn't want to go out. I was depressed or just didn't sure. want to see anybody. You know, it was, wasn't the best time of my life. And yeah. I remember Pat, I believe, if, I believe this was New Year's, he, he fell and separated his shoulder. Oh, gosh. On ice in the back having a cigarette or something. And he blamed me because I wasn't there. Jokingly, <laughs> jokingly. He wasn't too serious. Uh, uh, or maybe he was. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to ask him. But I do recall that. I think he separated his shoulder on a New Year's Eve and I... Uh, I missed it, unfortunately, <laughs> or I, I could have saved well, it. Well, that's you could have, and you know, ironically, or maybe coincidentally, uh, you know, we talked earlier in a previous episode, but uh, I blame you for breaking my ankle in 2015. So and I was there. <laughs> uh, you're not really a New Year's guy because that was December 29th. So I spent that. Oh, New was Year's, that uh, close? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I spent that New Year's Eve. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, alone in my apartment uh, <laughs> with my leg. Yeah. <laughs> with one leg in the air, yeah. uh, not not my finest hour. Yeah, apologies all around. Um, <laughs> I think m- to sum it up for me uh, is I just we didn't. It's tough for a movie like this to have a backstory of with your characters because there's so many of them. You don't have the time, yeah. and we other than being a bit of bit a bit loose, I guess, uh, is we don't know anything about Courtney Love's character. 
I don't know anything sure. about her. So I guess I just wasn't, and you know, the Nirvana thing, I guess I just wasn't able to <laughs> uh, connect. And then with the whole not really liking Paul Rudd's character, I think you made a good point where some scenes that, some scenes that, you know, oh, this could be funny. It wasn't really around, wasn't built around it to be funny. So it's not yeah. really funny. And it just didn't, didn't, didn't land, I guess. So, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. I think again, I am, I felt like at times in my life, particularly probably in 99 when I saw it, I've been Paul Rudd. You know what I mean? Like I've been the Ooh, sad sack. It's like the world is out oh, to get that me. Paul Rudd. Okay. That one. Yeah. yeah. Not the, not, not, not the good one. Not the yeah. Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, so I, I, again, I kind of resonate. I think that's where, and we'll talk about another, uh, other characters here, but I think that that's it. I think it's just me bringing some of my stuff to the movie, but the movie isn't delivering. So I look at my life a little bit like, at that time and sometimes over the years, you know, it's like, yeah, I could be like a Paul Rudd. I can be the guy that just doesn't want to go out. The world's against me. It's bullshit. I hate, you know, why did she break up with me? I'm so lonely or, you know, something around that. What is wrong with me? You know, yada, yada. And again, in some of those moments, wishing I had someone around me that's like, no, no, no come on, let's go to the party. Like, get over mm-hmm. yourself. Get out of your head. Let's do it. Um, and let's go have sex in a, in a bathroom, right? Like, those are things that I was yeah. looking for yeah. at different yeah. times dirty, in my life. Dirty bathroom. Um, no desire to do that anymore. Or never, oh, really, never yeah, not anymore. Really sure, I never really did. Actually, I'm like, I like oh, okay. old fashioned. Just give me, yeah, double king or a queen, single bed words. Oh, okay, but you know, I thought you, <laughs> old, old I thought you meant those are the partners you're looking for. Give me a double, <laughs> a queen, yeah. whatever you need. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so this, I mean, that's you know, again, like everything is sort of its own. But I, I again, I, I didn't. I, other than the performances, I thought the characters, or at least what the kind of that relationship was I actually found fairly uh, relatable and on some level believable okay I'll give you that I'll but give you that Maybe. That's, that's, again that's where I'm coming from yeah well relatable once upon a time probably that's uh, uh, something I don't really remember so had I watched this movie maybe sure. uh, at a ripe young age uh, in the prime depression time like oh yeah I get Paul <laughs> Rudd I get it uh, yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah this movie if we can yeah. I'd love to talk about Please. Jay Moore and uh, Kate Hudson, I, I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I can't believe that any woman would fall in love with Jay Moore, but I could be wrong. Uh, apparently, <laughs> Let alone every woman. Every woman uh, falls in love. Now, what's funny, and maybe you can clarify this, mm-hmm. is how I, I get. I get Kate. I like Kate Hudson's character some of the time. The dog shit thing's hilarious, actually. Uh, that's probably <laughs> the highlight of the movie: the fact that she goes through the last third of the movie with dog shit on her jacket. I think that's uh-huh. just golden, uh, all right to yeah. the end where it's played like right to the end. It's it's funny. Yeah, it's literally like the last, <laughs> one of the last jokes in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with Casey, like you could, Casey Affleck, you smell dog shit. Uh, yeah. So she's she's fun, like her shenanigans, if I can call them shenanigans. Although uh-huh. I would say a little over the top, too much. Some of them were were funny, and she played it well. I did appreciate that uh, a little heavy on it. On, in my, for my liking, but nonetheless, pretty solid. Um, at the end, with Jay Moore, who ends up with Christina Ricci, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she starts going on of, of hey, you're going to meet my parents. Uh, mm-hmm, we're going to mm-hmm. spend all our time together. Is she just saying that to get rid of him, to scare him? Or is she no. like all the other women where they just fall in love with this guy? Is that the joke? I think that's the joke. Okay. I think that's the joke. Okay, because I, I didn't buy that's that. That's why he's Christina like, I bet Ricci's I can. Like, I bet I get where you're coming from. Yeah, because Christine, she didn't really come across that way. She's about free-spirited. 
uh, character. I don't. Yeah, I think it's all just part of the joke. Okay. Uh, but JJ, and that tells you how funny that joke was. <laughs> <laughs> that two idiots, twenty-one years after the movie came out, two yeah. years after the movie came out, yeah. are going, "Was that a joke? Was yeah, exactly. <laughs> that a joke or not?" I, J- <laughs> I like Jay Moore. Uh, he was on SNL for a while. I think he, him, yeah. and. Uh, some other comedians have done some podcasts and talk shows and such. So he's a good guy. I like him. He's he's incredibly one of the top SNL guys. But I, he's, I remember him, and he was he, he brought something to the table. So I appreciate him. And I he think was, he was only on for like one, maybe two years. He wrote a great book that I remember reading oh, yeah. way back. Uh, okay. Str- uh, Desperate for airtime or struggling for airtime, okay. or something like that, about his time on SNL. Okay. It's a pretty good read okay. uh, because it was not a, like a pleasant experience. Oh, uh, by all accounts in the book. But uh, interesting. I had the same. I kind of liked him. Mm-hmm. He had a uh, he was in a TV show which I really liked called Action, which is like kind of a Hollywood satire in the 2000s that I really liked. I thought he was really good in that playing that same kind of swarmy, you know, yeah. guy that he is a bit in this and Jerry Maguire he kind of plays another swarmy guy there. So, it's kind of his shtick as it were to be in that kind of road. Yeah, he's a pay it forward as well. I think he's in Go. Oh, yeah. uh, in Go as well, yeah. Very yeah. similar to Go, kind of like this one, like in that movie. Yeah, yes. Kind of has a bunch of disparate characters. Yeah. Kind of so, leading into one thing. So he's cool. And, and, and I go back to Kate Hudson. I have a, a, a friend uh, that sort of reminds me of her for some reason, just her clumsiness and, okay. cu- and cuteness. I mean, Kate Hudson yeah. has moments of extreme cuteness you know she's just really yeah. cute uh she gets them from goldie i assume or maybe let's get some of more course. from kurt it's the kurt both both lookers but but kurt is not her biological dad oh that's true that it's um who is it somebody uh, hudson <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> it's bill hudson uh that's right george hudson don't uh, worry about the facts i'm glad, you caught, I'm glad you caught that <laughs> take one. our word for yeah. it next thing you know <laughs> kurt russell is the real yeah it, uh so yeah, I, I liked her, and she had some some funny moments. She's an interesting character. I, I didn't mind those two. There is somewhere I would say sort of uh, in the middle when it comes to or close to the top actually, because I mean the bar is quite low uh, of, yes. of of couples, and so I, I think they're up the, the more of the positive end of things for me. That character. I mean, no see. I mean, she's just goofiness, right? With her all her antics and yeah. and falling yeah. in, in the dog poop, which is just funny. And in the restaurant and the pool table thing, is just really knocking over the drink and then knocking <laughs> knocking over the light. That's just sure. It's just hilarious. And that she and that he's all his his character is all interested. Like, why did you choose me? Like, I didn't know you were a virgin. You chose me, yeah. and he kept asking questions. And I, I, I can understand his, his – he's just, I'm curious. I, that's, I think that's valid. He is curious, maybe not for the right reasons. or you know, it's, it's hard to say, but I thought that from a human perspective, I can see him wanting to know that or a character wanting to know, why did you choose me? I have these issues, blah, 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 and trying to find myself. And So that was a pretty interesting character. What are your thoughts on – uh, what do you want to share about those uh, those those that duo? Ironically, it's almost the opposite of you in that mm. I the stuff with with Hudson I found really rough. Uh, okay. I I don't have a stomach for the overt what feels like staged clumsiness. It was a little heavy. I did and say that. You're right. I know. I know. I know. But so as a result, some of the stuff that she's doing, I'm just like, okay, like I yeah, get it. You know, it's enough. like, and it's a bit like everything in this movie because even Jay Moore, yeah. if you're asking the question. Like I like that. I like that character. I like that that question. I mean, I like the, I like mm-hmm. the conceited guy that wants to know the answer. But you're so like obnoxious about the question 
Like you're asking it 112 times. You know, yeah, but what about me? What about that other thing? Let's go back to that other thing about me. And what did you think about me? It just started to feel like, okay, like I, I get it. And yeah. it's a bit like her and her clumsiness where it's like, you know, one of those scenes, okay. But she goes from, you know, knocking the, the cup over to the breaking of the pool table, you know, the chandelier, whatever, the lighting over it, to the bathroom, to dropping the lipstick, to putting the shit and like, <laughs> you know, just yeah. tearing her coat and tripping on her heels and, you know, whatever the case. Yeah. Right? There's just so much that it becomes so frankly unbelievably kind of annoying it's a bit like paul rudd like his his actions are so big that it's like one moment of spaz makes sense to me because maybe you're kind of frustrated but when your whole character is spaz it's no longer kind of cute Mm -hmm. it's kind of obnoxious and it happens again we'll talk about eric who's you know in that same boat where i find the repetition of the 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 note it's like hitting the same note over and over and over again and that's kind of how i felt with kate hudson totally cute as you said and I like that this is actually the only, like, the, the relationship that I kind of like the most in the movie. And I'll, I'll get to the big reason why. But one of the things in the early stages is that, is I like that there is that kind of through line of why me. And I kind of like the idea of that as a person that has been, obviously, was a virgin at one point. You know what we I mean? Were, like, there yeah. was maybe some consideration around who that might be given to, as it were, or what have you. Or at other times... If I knew I was the guy that was going to be maybe taking a, a virgin, uh, you know, as they say, uh, uh, the V card or what have you, there would be, I think, some thought in my brain about, like, am I ready to be that guy? You know, do I want to be the first for somebody if I'm not totally into the relationship or, you know, whatever the challenges of that, you know, whatever, like the the, what, the weight of that. So, again, I kind of connected to that character a little bit. Uh, and, and really, at the time I watched this movie, like, I was kind of with a girl for the previous couple of years. A lot of ups and downs, breakups, and getting back together, and breakups, and getting back together. And I, coincidentally, she was, the we kind of were each other's firsts. So they had that extra kind of gravitas to it. And the, the thing that stuck out, this is, again, this is actually one of those sequences or scenes or comments or lines or what have you. That was one of the resonating ones over those 20 years because I saw it in, and I grew up, as I've mentioned in many of these podcasts, like a pretty sad and lonely kid. Part of why, you know, someone might suggest that I stayed in a fairly confrontational and uh, relationship was because of that feeling that, you know, maybe this was it, mm-hmm. right? This was the one person that's going to love me, so I better hold on tight. Um, as a person that kind of spent many of my teen years kind of wanting love or even frankly childhood, you know, like looking for that kind of thing for someone like Jay Moore's character to be so dismissive of that really connected to me. You know, I'm cursed. Everyone I know loves me. Everyone falls in love with me after (laughs) reading me, you know, this kind of stuff. And her line, the one that stuck is when she says to him, you know, you are cursed, just not the way you think you are. Yeah. Uh, was a line that totally totally like floored me back then because there was just some feeling like the fact that you can't appreciate the fact you know that people like you love you want to support you want to be with you was i was so envious of the the attention that this guy may have been getting in the in the the course of his movie that that really stuck with me and it still does i think it's still a sentiment that that matters and like connects with me and, and kind of hits the cores of what that is you know it's it's taking not taking stuff for granted. It doesn't have to be specifically about the relationship, just in general. You know, yeah. if you're only looking at whatever negative things or the things that are happening to you and not 
you know, for you or this and that, you know, uh, I've lost, unfortunately, you know, a few jobs over the last, you know, COVID years, you know, and if you look at it, just like the world is out to get me, then you're not seeing the future that that opens up, you know, yes. we've left the video store like that. What now, you know, and uh, damn, you damn, did. I just gave him too many years, all this stuff. And then it turns out actually the job I got after that was way better but than it, the I'm, one I had. I'm right? still in it, man. I'm loving it. That's true. I yeah, mean, yeah, that's right. You keep getting sucked back in. We're, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not selling, we're not renting movies anymore, mind you. But <laughs> yes, that's right. You have evolved yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's a that's a scene and it's a character and it's an idea that I really love. But unfortunately, again, it's couched in a pretty obnoxious performance by Jay Moore, equally unbelievable kind of silly performance by Kate Hudson. So while that germ of an idea is in that relationship that I really connect to and enjoy, and again, I've pulled out that one line or that one sequence. It's a memorable line. As being something that connects mm -hmm. everything else around it, it feels like it's, it's useless. It doesn't really connect to me. Yeah. I think for me, it became too much when she was in the bathroom at the restaurant and he wanted to yes. leave because of the accident. It was the, t the, the, the toilet paper and the... So much. I'm like, okay. Uh, that, that, at that point, I'm like, this is too much. And then... You could have yeah. got rid of like a, you have the bar scene in the beginning, maybe the lipstick in the uh, in the 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 cigarette the cigar water, and then uh, the, yeah, the poop yeah. scene uh, where she falls in. Poop, <laughs> you gotta keep enough. the poop. You gotta keep that, and maybe one other yeah. one. But there's so many more or that it was uh, too much. But yeah, so you, yeah, you got to the core with Jay Moore, uh, <laughs> and that's yeah. uh, that's that one. So yeah, I I I, I sort of agree. It's an uh, interesting. Uh, uh, but it's uh, uh, annoying, obnoxious, like a lot of these couples. And then, if we can, speaking of annoying, uh, let's talk about Steffi. Yeah. And uh, so, Gabby ha Hoffman's character, Steffi, and then Christina uh, Ricci's character, which uh, I forget her name, Val, Val, I think. Val? Yeah. So, Steffi, yeah. Steffi yeah. and Val. Now, you know, it's funny. Steffi, I like Steffi. Uh, I mean, Casey Affleck's character. <laughs> Really nails it uh, at the end, though, when yes. he calls her out on being well, just have fun. And Absolutely. You're always complaining, and she is. But I think she does a yes. pretty good job of it. Uh, ironically, she's almost, for me anyways, almost one of the least annoying ones, ironically, even though oh, she's wow. the one complaining the most. Because I think she does a pretty good job uh, at the complaining. I don't know. And maybe I have a soft spot because she was an Uncle Buck. That could be it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so kind of like the opposite That's of, of <laughs> Courtney Love. I have a a soft spot maybe for Gabby so yeah. but she wasn't involved in that whole Nirvana thing <laughs> she so was not helps. no she was uh, <laughs> involved with nothing but uh, good times with Uncle Buck uh, so That's right. yeah so I didn't mind her too much uh, uh, with that now Christina Ricci I thought it was funny uh, near the beginning of their adventure that yes. oh it's, it's just ahead the place they're looking for and it's literally yeah. one more step <laughs> there it is and it's not they're obviously not the right place it's just a, a graffitied wall uh yes i thought that was funny it's just it's just a little it's just a little bit further ahead thinking it's like a block maybe two blocks and it was i yes. I swear i'd have to go back and look at it i feel like it was literally one step forward yeah it's like it's i believe it's in the frame like at it the is. time that they're having this it argument is. i think it's in the frame <laughs> yes yeah it made me chuckle for sure. Uh, I'm not a big punk rock guy or a heavy metal guy, I should say. So I wasn't uh, when it comes to this, the set designs, the scenes with the, with that couple. Uh, I mean, it didn't do anything for me because I'm not a fan of, of that type of music. 
So sure. I, I didn't really get anything out of that. I did like their dynamic of their, like how different they were in, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Chris, uh, I love I love the accents too. They've, uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That Long Island. Uh, yeah, not bad. Pretty, pretty good. So I thought performance wise, the, there's some good performances generally, and and I thought uh, they were okay. I, I do question the fact that towards the end when they have the two guys Affleck and the other guy was it Dave? Was that Dave? Yeah. Okay. It was and Dave? They left. Yeah. I, I find it hard to believe that couch is vacant. Uh, they left him on the couch. <laughs> the fact that that couch was available. To somebody. Looked pretty clean too. Yeah, it, it did look pretty clean. Uh, but I did, but I didn't mind that uh, that journey uh, with them. And again, it didn't really bring a whole lot to the overall table, really. But I didn't mind it. At the end of the day, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I again, I actually think these were the best sort of, for lack of a better term, performances of the movie. Yeah. Okay. We're, um, we're in line. But at the same time, I thought they were the least interesting. Yeah. Characters, right? They yeah. had the least to do. They're just wandering around. I I don't have the same soft spot for Gabby Hoffman in this movie. Now I don't have a dis- I don't dislike it. That's good. But I do. I, by the time Casey Affleck is kind of given her the business, uh, I, I'm I'm on his side. I think it is a little too much. Everything. Yeah. Oh, it's is, accurate for sure. Is the negative over and over and over again? Complaining, whining, bitching. She does it well. She does it well. I thought. And already, yeah, absolutely. I think again, best performances in the movie. I think because they, I think both played their respective roles very well. The problem is the roles suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like Rishi doesn't have a ton to do, but I like the accent. I like her kind of attitude. I like her again performance. I like the way that she kind of handles herself. I like the confidence in which she kind of enters the situation. Doesn't care. I like the scene where she is just like standing on the stairs with Affleck and they're just making out. Like out of nowhere, you know, they're just like Frenching each other, and and then like kind of I like the sort of disposability of these relationships as well, which kind of is a theme throughout the movie. You know that they're together one moment and then they're sort of not together the next, and yeah. interconnecting and sort of kind of I like that. I think again conceptually that that there's something there, even though the movie doesn't know what to do with it. I think, and um, yeah, so I like those two girls kind of going through their own thing. I like how they're. Gabby Hoffman character in particular is like kind of nervous about going to Avenue B. She's heard all the stories. Oh my God. I think about the first time I was ever in Los Angeles. I remember going to a pretty seedy part of LA and all that I had in my brain was thinking like, I'm going to get shot here. Like you kind of go into this, some of these situations you've heard so many stories or you've seen so many movies or whatever the case that it's like, Oh my God, this is the time I'm going to just get like stabbed by a, a gang member or someplace, you know, like it's so full of just kind of nonsense really, you know, but I like that they kind of play a little bit on that insecurities with Affleck and uh, Dave uh, kind of coming at them as if they're these like predators, hoodlums. Yeah. (laughs) And then they're like, I got something. And they whip out beers. Want drinks? Like you're just (laughs) such a sweetheart. And then they're sort of, he's very sweet. I like the kind of the uh, juxtaposition of all that, leather and spike and dyed hair and the makeup and so forth but affleck is just ends up being this sort of really sappy kind of guy yeah two generic names i don't know why tom and dave yeah that's true (laughs) yes yes exactly (laughs) kind of completely replaceable right interchangeable yeah um but anyway so i got a kick out of that i like i like the kind of the the playing of the tough guy uh as in affleck that is not that you know at some points he's talking to about richie's character like i don't know i thought we kind of had something and Guy. You know, we're kind of making out. So again, there's not a lot there. I wouldn't hang a movie on it. I wouldn't even hang those <laughs> scenes on it. No. But the cons- the concept of that, I kind of think, oh, that's a kind of funny, cute thing. 
And similarly, I could not watch two hours of those two characters, the girls, Hoffman and, and Ricci, doing no. their thing. No. But when they're in it for five or ten minutes at a time, I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then get the hell out of there because at, at minute 11, I'm out. Yeah. You know? So you kind of keep me wanting more. And I like, I like those two. That sort of performance-wise, I would suggest probably the best of the bunch. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad we're in agreement with that. Yeah, yeah, full agreement. I hate when we disagree, Phil. I just hate when we disagree. (laughs) Don't go to bed mad. That's the key. No, that's that's good advice. That's good advice. Uh, Now, I have... Yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 please. please, please, No, I insist. You've been doing the characters thing, so we'll go back and we'll let you bring in the next wave. I was going to let you do it because I've been doing it. I thought, well, I better let you do it now. But if you want to stay with consistency, then I was going to bring up, uh, I would say, Eric... And yeah, the part and the part <laughs> and the uh, I, I think we could put them in with the host Martha Plimpton. Yeah. 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 With the with the, the hosts of the party. Uh, I, I don't have a whole lot. Well, uh, if you let me finish, I would have. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I do find it funny that the, the, it's the British guy that's bad in bed. I, that, that's the mysterious. Yeah, I think he's Scottish. I don't want to get uh, oh. our. Uh, we I think we went through this before with uh, James McAvoy. I want to make sure that uh, <laughs> none of our Scottish listeners. Yes, we have many. Us. Uh, yeah. We learned our lessons <laughs> from uh, the split episode. Yes, available in the archives. Uh, we, we figured it out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I I do like the. I'm not a big fan of the Eric character. Actually, he kind of a, he really annoyed me. Uh, yeah. Not because of the accent. I want to be clear. This wasn't the accent. <laughs> uh, for what's her face? I'm just gonna call her what's her face. I've seen her in some Martha Plimpton's character. Yeah, I've recognized her. I don't remember what I've seen her in, but she well, she's in Goonies. She okay. was in uh, Beautiful Girls, a movie you probably have never seen and never talked about for an uh, hour. I think we watched it. Yeah, we watched that. I think. Recall. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes. Uh, um, so I I like that idea of. I mean, again, not a whole lot to do, but waiting around, waiting around yes. for the party to start. And then they throw Eric in there for some, you know, some couple quick, funny moments. Uh, not terrible. Yeah. Knocking over the whole table of snacks. And she was more worried about the snacks for a moment there. Of course. Uh, yeah. and, and the fact giving her a back massage and <laughs> her head uh, hitting hitting the floor, I thought that was <laughs> quite, quite funny. Uh, yeah, telling. But the big thing about it was the fact that she missed the whole party. That's pretty funny. Yes. Uh, so that. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. Yeah. It's the funny payoff to the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. And the next morning, going through it with Gabby Hoffman's character. So, all in all, again, not a lot there, but it plays a role in the movie. It's a sort of like Chappelle. This this party is important. It's basically where everybody ends up. So they have to do a little bit of a setup. They can't just all show up. They they have to give this person some character. Well, I guess they didn't have to, uh, but they gave her some the host some character and some shit she's dealing with. Obviously, she's worried nobody's going to show up. It's ex boyfriends and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. And her friends falling asleep on her, nodding off. It's yeah. you can certainly relate to. I can absolutely relate. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I didn't. Wasn't a big. I do like the part with Eric actually, and earlier on with the girls where. They, uh, uh, there's too many people, so I get all their names mixed up. But she takes back the matchbox. 
Yes, yes, yes. That's Angela Featherstone's character, whom I, character I don't remember. But yes, they, that's yeah. yeah. She kind of hears that he's bad in bed. Yes. Like, she's like, let me, let me, I need a <laughs> match. Funny. Give me that match yeah. back. It's so there's, hilarious. There's some clever moments. There's some funny, clever moments uh, sprinkled throughout this movie that I, I certainly did appreciate, which I think kept it from not being a tw- completely terrible experience. So I do, I do appreciate the, appreciate that. So what did you want to uh, bring these characters what do you got Eric Eric is by far my least favorite character okay well again we're agreeing okay that's good it's such a one note we talked about before right it's sort of like okay so uh, Kate Hudson gets to be the clumsy and we'll just kind of beat that over and over and over and over Mm -hmm. again this guy going around and even Jay Moore kind of over and over again like why why me what was what about this what about that yeah Uh, it just is like here's your one characteristic and just beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And this guy being bad in bed, when it's finally revealed, like, why'd you break up with me? Why'd you break up with me? Like, ten times or whatever. Mm -hmm. She finally tells him, and on and on and on about, I was bad in bed, what about this? And he's like, she's like, you're not just bad. Like, you're the worst. You know, all this stuff. It just is so over and over and over and over and over and over that it becomes so, it just becomes boring and kind of grating on my nerves while watching the movie. Yep. Yep. It's a bit of a headache, and it just so becomes. It became really uncomfortable watching it. Now, I like Martha Plimpton generally as an actor. I don't yes. think she's given much to do, as you said about the hosting. She did good. She's with got it. obviously. Yeah, I thought she did well. I thought she did. She did well enough. She was played that neurotic, paranoid, kind of frustrated uh, person waiting to sort of do it. And I do. I agree with you in that the the whole movie's punchline, really, like the one punchline, is that she's desperate. She's drinking herself silly because she's so stressed out about it and ultimately passes out and, and misses the whole party. That is a pretty funny conceit to an otherwise not very funny movie. And I, I, I think about, you know, there's other movies that, that do this better. Uh, in fact, one movie this same year in 99 that we'll hopefully try and get to next year is the, the sort of edict that I remember, again, what we talked before about, I mentioned some of the things that I took away from this movie as things that sort of resonated or landed back then mm-hmm. and have kind of quietly loomed over you know in the back of my head for a long time one of them is this guy eric and the question of why am i good in bed or why did you break up with me or whatever the, the specific question was and it's a thing that i i thought about way way back again 20 plus years ago which was uh don't don't ask the questions you don't want the answers to or perhaps like the, the don't ask the questions you can't handle the answers to mm-hmm and because he, in asking that question and getting the answer, the honest, truthful answer that he thinks he wants, in the end, throws him on a complete spiral for the rest of the whole movie. And it didn't take it very well. It doesn't take it very well. And now well, he shouldn't have. Right. And don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's he's got you know he has it, his it, the issues are the issues, but but I do think that it's it it limits the character because a again he's just repeating the same issue. Yeah. But it was something that kind of resonated, like you know. Sometimes that's going to be the answer to your question. And if you can't handle, as a human being, uh, what the answer might be, uh, then you probably shouldn't ask it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or maybe think twice about asking it because it played him the, played, plagued him the whole rest of the movie. And then it became, well, now my mission is to sort of somehow prove myself. And obviously, as it turns out, he, he failed at that too. So uh, I don't he like did. the character. Yeah. I thought it was really overdone. I didn't like his relationship with Plimpton. Like I didn't like their dynamic in the movie. Yeah. 
because I think again it just lasted too long. All these scenes they just they take the one note and they beat it down too long. This movie Very needed, common theme. I think a tighter, the movie. a better writer or a better script, I should say, or just better direction to tighten up the movie. Again, there's elements in this in each of these scenes, not all of them, but a couple of these characters or relationships that I'm like, oh, I I, I could. I would maybe get, I would like something more from them, but we don't get any of it. And that's just the latest example and really the, the last one I would suggest that, that just doesn't doesn't deliver. Like it's just so much of the one note that by the time it's over and gets sort of satisfied, I'm bored and annoyed by it. So it doesn't have any real punch. Other than the fact that it is funny that she falls asleep and then like I said, we kind of get the, the highlights throughout uh, a little bit later. Now, we didn't talk about, you mentioned Janine smoking. That one scene that she had with Paul Rudd do you have any thoughts around that specific scene about kind of like, you know, we broke up and you're at my our coffee shop and what are you doing? You know, uh, some of that. Did you did you buy that relationship between she and Rudd and the history there? Did that, did that do anything different than you to you than, than the Courtney Love relationship? No. Yeah, OK, <laughs> great. You're perfect for podcasts. OK, moving on. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, that's a, a coincidence. Of course, she shows up. At that time, of course. Uh, I I don't know. It wasn't really given much time, really, to see what that relationship was. I mean, we're getting it third party through between yes, Rudd and, and Love, but, but, but without you know Janine being there to kind of stand up and and see show us her side. I, I like that's fair. I do like the material. I do like the relationship with Paul Rudd and her and what they're talking about, but it wasn't really through Janine. It was through Courtney. So again, something, something relatable. Uh, and then when she, Janine shows up, we're just really putting a face to the, the person that we've been sort of talking about. So I like Janine again. She was the other Seinfeld. Uh, oh yes. So that's mark right. That, mark that She's like down. female Jerry. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Fem, uh, yeah. Not femme Jerry. That's somebody else. But yeah, she was the complete same. Uh, as Jerry was, therefore, of course, he had to break up with her. I hate myself, right? That's the line? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. there you go. Yeah, there I, know, you go. I know Seinfeld, buddy. Someone Don't did a rewatch. Uh, <laughs> and she had some good dialogue in the cab, but I was so annoyed with the way she was smoking, I might have not, you know, it didn't maybe all sink in. But she did sure. have some good dialogue about men, which I thought was funny. Again, talk, yes. talking to Dave, Dave Chappelle. A, a little extreme, but, I mean, she, some of it, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Uh, in some, some instances, <laughs> not it's all. Fair. Everyone's different, but totally uh, fair. <laughs> uh, so it's fine. But other, outside of that, that's really all I have uh, for uh, for her. Yeah, and the fact that that's it. I just realized that we hadn't really talked about her, and it's her one kind of moment there. Oh, her moment was and, uh, sleeping with Elvis Costello. I think that was her real. Oh, moment. sure, absolutely. Where's my glasses? Yeah, as, as it would, as it should be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Where's my glasses, old oh, Elvis? <laughs> it's great, great, great. Uh, it's, <laughs> So that's, you know, in all fairness, I, that's all the kind of stuff I have really for this movie. Ultimately, uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 to sum it up, you know, I think I was, again, the, the stuff that connected with me back then still does to a little lesser extent. But I found the rest of the movie is a real mess. And I didn't really enjoy the watch. Mm-hmm. I didn't really find it compelling. I was kind of annoyed through most of it. Each of the yeah. characters were most of the time pretty annoying. And then just every once in a while, there'd be like a kernel of something, an idea or a line or a, a, a sequence that would stick out as being like, oh, that was pretty good. Or I like that dynamic or I like that or this. But ultimately, a real disappointment 
overall in a movie that I don't think I'll ever really go back to. I may watch those scenes, you know, find them on YouTube or something like that, just to kind of mm-hmm. maybe pull whatever that thing is that, that sure. sometimes a, a good a good line or a good movie moment will give you. But I think as a whole, this movie is, is pretty terrible. <laughs> and uh, I'm surprised because, again, I, I kind of kept it in some... Not like ever like echelon, like not high echelon. <laughs> yeah, but definitely in a position of like this is a rewatchable movie, and I, I have to say I, I don't think it is upon this watch. Um, so yes. that's kind of where I'm at, Dave. What, what were your final thoughts on it, and uh, and certainly what have you got for us uh, next week? Well, first of all, this movie must be near the front of your of your shelf, your alleged shelf. Absolutely, yeah. With the yeah. two hundred, obviously. Absolutely, it's in the numbers section. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't I don't mind the fact that I watched it. I didn't really have much of a choice, but I don't feel it was a complete waste of time. It, it did. I felt like an old person looking down on people who are trying to have a good time and was giving me a headache. Like this is not fun oh. for me anymore. Like so, turn it down. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. That was sort of the vibe that I got. Uh, but I, I think I'm not alone with that. Obviously we're kind of aligned with our, our thoughts and our feelings. Uh, towards the film everyone was just sort of too loud too obnoxious and just doing the same thing over and over and over where it just like okay okay i get it (laughs) i get it Uh, (laughs) let's move on so i felt like this movie i felt like i had slept with eric and i I just i was left unsatisfied uh this film i don't think i would ever watch it again but Again, I don't mind the fact that I, I watched it. I'm, I'm glad I did watch it in a way so yeah, we could talk about it. Like it's, it's not like yeah. so bad where it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I had to watch that crap. And there was some, some, yes. some moments where I appreciated and I get good casts. There's certainly no doubt about that. Some had more to do than others, but uh, there was enough moments to uh, not hate it. So um, that's it. Yeah. So uh, give it a watch, everyone. It's fantastic. 200 cigarettes, a lot of smoking. I really want to have a cigarette. <laughs> Did it really movie. connect with you? I, I remember we talked about that maybe with uh, uh, you Days know, of Wine and Roses, all those movies that have a ton of cigarettes. I remember you, you know, kind of thinking like, maybe oddly, I'm on the edge here. <laughs> oddly enough, no, because half of them didn't do it correctly. It just annoyed me. Where, oh, yes, that's uh, fair. The war movies, I think, for one, and old movies like, like that make it sexy, like Casablanca, like movies that they know how to smoke. Like they practice. There's a school of smoking. The uh, Humphrey Humphrey Bogart went to and passed with flying <laughs> colors and knows how to smoke. So I think that's a very important. People should, if you're going to do it, uh, take lessons. Um, as for next week, Phil, since you asked and you always do, uh, we're going to watch Short Circuit 2. Just kidding. We're not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're going <Yikes>. to. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it themed as well. I did find this uh, f- a film kicking around called Strange Days. Uh, oh, gosh. Okay. 95, I want to say. 95. So yeah, a never, little bit before uh, this one. I've never seen that movie. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Uh, that's so, so. Uh, again, a little New Year's action. Uh, we're going to give that a go next week, buddy. Sounds wonderful. Thanks, folks, for listening. We really do appreciate it for coming up on uh, two full years uh, of this podcast. And, uh, some of you that are new, please uh, go back and listen to the archive. Some of those episodes uh, may sound a little different, uh, but we've covered some pretty amazing movies uh, and some pretty crappy ones, and uh, all of them are worth a listen. So uh, have a look at our Facebook page, the Off the Shelf of Phil and Dave on Facebook, and uh, listen to the archives. Share the podcast with your friends. Uh, you know, it's a great New Year's present. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, kick the, kick, kick, 
<laughs> well, it's, it's at least uh, it's something to kick off your new year. Yeah. Uh, listening to uh, two idiots talk about uh, 100 <laughs> and uh, <laughs> over 100 episodes now. Thanks, folks. Uh, we'll talk to you next week.